are you that racist? You're literally witnessing history. The first thing that comes to your mind is like, oh, a blackie, a coon. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing, man? Like, go home. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, South 706. Welcome to KTSC app, episode 43. Don't do nothing. We just kick it. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe and uh, click the, the like button. Apparently, that's what every YouTuber says and does. Um, comment. <laughs> we're, we're trying to, to make it out the, the lower level of YouTuber dumb. So definitely share it with your friends. Uh, we have all of our hosts. We have uh, the, the lovely El Chapa. She has her hair straightened. Yeah, I mean, we have an EC3 Savage. <laughs> that was such Smith. a heavy head lift. <laughs> oh, you're fooling yourself, guys. Um, yeah, what's, what's good, y'all? How's everything been going? Hola. It's going great. Still coming live from that double gated community. You know how I do. That's what's up. So <laughs> I want to jump right into it. Uh, first of all, I, again, this is a Christian value based podcast. If you check my Twitter, it's a Christian value based Twitter. Um, <clears throat> we're, we're really sanctified and holy here. And <clears throat> I was truly disturbed at the events this weekend. Uh, with one of the legends in the gospel music sphere, uh, Mr. Uh, Kirk Franklin, was was caught saying some very hurtful things to his son. And I just want to get y'all's reaction. Um, not a lie, I shed a tear. Um, I, I can never, I can never listen to melodies from heaven again the same way. Like silver and gold just doesn't, it just doesn't hit anymore. It's just like it's it's been a tough week for me. So I, I want you guys to pray for me and lay hands of of Christ on me. Uh, Black Jesus, give me the strength. Yeah. It's, it sounded like Kurt Franklin wanted them hands to rain down from heaven <laughs> on whoever that he was talking to, and he was ready to stop a mud hole in this dude. So uh, his son, I think his son. Okay, well, I not keep, anybody. I keep son. hearing that it's his son, but then there, other people are saying like his son is like in his thirties. So how old is this kid? Thirty-three. Is he a kid or a grown man? Thirty-three. Yeah. He must have been really fucking up then, because I can I can only imagine having a child my age where I feel the need to curse him out like that. He must be really fucking up because you in your thirties and you still can't get right. Come on, man! I got money and you fucking up. <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck you, nigga. <laughs> and I just want to say he he said in our quote uh, how it started. He said. You need to get your skinny motherfucking ass back out the goddamn way before I put my foot in your ass. Then he said, I'll break your neck if you ever disrespect me. You know what I'm saying? It. So I feel it. I Just feel it. Hey, you remember Stomp. So <laughs> this is about to go. GP, are you with me on that ass uh, this time? But it, it's a sad day for gospel music lovers. I mean, but I just kind of feel like we have to remember, no matter what your religion or belief is, you're still a human. His son obviously said something to send him over the edge, which is just out of control, in my opinion. That, that's what I got for that one. Yeah, see, but there's so much more to that story because, well, first of all, let's backtrack to the fact that he's 33. Let me tell you something. My mother says it. She does not let me forget it. Every grown ass adult has an ass whooping that's saved for them. Okay, so I haven't gotten mine as a grown ass adult, but my mother let me know that there's still one in there. So there's that. But besides that, I just feel like 
I think it backfired on the son. I think he thought he was going to get a lot of sympathy. And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it because there's possibly trauma. I don't know how he grew up. You know, I don't know to what lengths was it that terrible. But what happened for him, unfortunately, was that the majority of people, especially in Twitter, who have, they've had that same speech before. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, but people aren't feeling bad for him because they're like, been there, done that. Like, I know, I already know what he's talking about when he says, I'm going to stomp on your dot, dot, dot. You know, so there's that. And then there's the fact that he's already over 30 years old. Not to say that if you're over 30 that you can't have any type of, like, you know, troubles growing up or any type of trauma that you're still dealing with. But then there was a bit with the with the sister. Did y'all see that part? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, the little sister, that. she's 15 years old. So the sister responded a whole long thing going in. And that it just became too much. I don't care. I don't. I don't care. That's the family's business. I don't care. Now you got the sister beefing with the older brother. Then you got him coming out with, you know, a public apology. This is like shit that don't phase me. This don't phase me. Well, if you haven't heard it, let's 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 listen to it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Chaotic. I want to know who was laughing. Like, who was that laughing? That, that's the therapist, I believe, because they had the therapist on throughway. Oh my god! There's no, a therapist there. Not the therapist. Yeah, that they had die. the therapist on no. throughway, and they were trying to get TD Jakes to intervene, but the call got disconnected. I and also, I just want to clarify: the daughter Kennedy, who was the one that kind of was going back and forth, she's actually 24, so she is an adult. Um, oh, the one whoa, that was because okay. she was saying like nigga that. and she was doing a little bit of you know she was talking kind of aggressive too basically saying that he's a failure he flunked out of college you know everything you got is because of your dad and you still didn't amount to nothing mm-hmm. so she was talking reckless too so she's not 15 she's 24 so to okay. put that in the thanks for that correction I saw 15 and I was like that's super young Kirk, Kirk that's Franklin. a little better Kirk Franklin is 51. He looks good for his age. Yeah, he does. I was, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah shout out to him. He's clearly, he has not been stressed in his life, except for today, because he's about to get some wrinkles after doing this boy. Good God. Well, now, remember, he did get busted no, for the porn. No, he had that candle. Yes. So, yeah, yes. Well, that's the thing. People <laughs> wait, are wait, acting wait. like... This like ain't Kirk new Fra- scandal for him. Yeah, yes. I don't think that's a scandal. I mean, I just, like, people were acting like Kirk Franklin was going to get canceled. It was like, bro, he didn't cancel, get canceled for admitting he had a, a porn affliction or addiction. Like, it is what it is. People cuss like people that go to church. Like if you really go to church, right? If you are still in the, in the cult culture, you know the church people are most likely the wildest people in the church, especially the pastor and their children. You know, we we all know. <laughs> you know about that, huh? Friend? I you know I I have, I am saved. Um, I am washing the blood <laughs> of Black Jesus. So I you know. Mm-hmm. You know why? You know why Kurt Franklin ain't getting canceled? On his debut album, he had "Melodies from Heaven" on it. 
Mm. You're not getting canceled with that on your, on your resume. <laughs> that's that's from 1995. You put that joint on right now, you get money in the collection plate. Like that dude ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. That that is that is a fact. So hopefully they get together. And again, I, I don't like that he made an apology. I don't again, I guess because he's a brand, and this kind of ties into the target the Tiger documentary. When you're a brand mm-hmm. as big as Kurt Franklin, you are essentially the face of the gospel music industry. You you kind of have to do that, but okay, okay, okay. I don't want to. I guess I don't want to say this too long, but is Kurt Franklin putting out new music? Because like the shit he's he got, the shit the shit that he been put out ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he put out a. a I mean, but he he's still going out performing. I mean, like, did okay. I maybe okay. I didn't see how did he apologize. Was it like a tweet? Like no, it was notes? A, no, it was, it was an interview. Hold on, hold on. It was a video. It was an interview. That was a video. Hold on. Here, here, yeah, here. that was like an Instagram interview. Hold on, here. I'm about to play. I'm about to play. I'm about to play. You know, I have an oldest son, Carrie Ann Franklin. In May, he'll be 33. For many years, we have had a toxic relationship with him as a family. We've tried for many years through counseling, through therapy, to try to rectify private family matter. Then why did you make it public, Kurt? Recently, my son and I... He didn't make it public. The son made it public. And I would like to say, I will never forget that interview. And I lost my temper. And I said words that are not appropriate. And I am sincerely sorry to all of you. I don't need to hear this. This wasn't for us. Apologize to Apologize to your family. Apologize to your church. Apologize to whoever's paying your bills. Like, whoever pays you. Apologize to them. Don't 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 do this, man. Like my we, thing is his tone of voice. It. His tone of voice is so different from before. Like it's well, comical. It's like you can't come out well, your own soft spoken now. Like I've heard every now and again you might need a little extra mm, in your love life. Spice things up tonight by shopping at adamandeve.com with a vast array of toys, lingerie, and things to keep you coming. Don't forget to use KTSE at the checkout for free gifts to make your night just a little more spicy. The bass in your voice, sweetie. Don't come at me soft-spoken now. First of all, I'm actually kind of mad at the black gospel community because you had that one country singer do like say the N word and his streams went up. Like I need to see Kurt Franklin streaming, streaming numbers go through the roof. I want to see it popping. Like we should be bumping stop all the way up and down the block. Like we need to get his streams up to help pay for more therapy for this this disturbed family. Apparently, so, I'm about to put a stop I just on want my to say one playlist. more thing because I know we're probably gonna get ready to switch over. I will never forget the interview with Oprah where his wife talked about she can hear him clicking all night long through the phone. And he wasn't canceled for that. I never like she was like just you can hear him in the room. Click 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 at two three in the morning. Still the problem, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, that was like before only fans and shit like that too. So he might have he might have dodged astray. He might have dodged this was during the dial-up era, man. That man really put it in. Crazy. Get off the motherfucking phone. (laughs) (laughs) This thing is sick. (laughs) Hey man, sickle mode. Jesus. Oh man. All right, man. So, so pr- prayers up to Kurt Franklin. He he's going going. <laughs> uh, and the sun, and the sun. And the sun. I, the I, I get. Family. I feel like he's going to be He's going to be He's going to be and it didn't work out. So, but uh, 
real quick, the Grammys are going on right now, which if you listen to me on the podcast, you follow me on Twitter, I do not care about the Grammys. The Grammys is a scam. Do your Googles, Google all the artists that do not have Grammys, and you won't understand why I do not care about the Grammys. I understand for smaller, less known artists, the value of the Grammys, because it can get your name out there. It's like the biggest retweet you can get uh, from one of the biggest, I guess, institutions of music or whatever. But me personally, I don't understand why there's still people that are surprised when certain people win Grammys or songs that have seemingly been out for two or three years or artists that aren't new or albums that you really heard nobody talking about win these awards. This is not a secret. This is this is a television show. This isn't about music. This is about putting on a TV production and awarding the people that show up. So like well, one of the Kanye West pissed on a Grammy, I believe, last year, and then he won a Grammy this year. Like yeah. well, I was gonna yeah. like one of the one of the reasons why I, I I try not to, I try not to get upset about the Grammys is the idea that Prince only has seven Grammys for his entire career. Michael Jackson won eight Grammys just for Thriller. Thriller isn't even his best album. And Michael Jackson isn't a better artist than Prince. So that just kind of goes to show how the Grammys, I guess, operate. Uh, and as far as like people not caring, these artists care. Like they can say whatever they want. Drake, no, I, I know the smaller ones care, but it doesn't. No, no, no Drake cares. Drake got a Drake got his that's Drake got his first Grammy like two years ago, and he came up there and made this whole speech about how the Grammys don't matter. Like, no, nigga, you oh, cared no. about that. You that's, wanted that. That's what I'm saying, though. That that proves he's not a smart artist. That's but that's what I'm saying. That proves how much bullshit the Grammys is. If Drake is not winning Grammys, who's had who's been in the top like 100, 200 for like a decade. If he's well, not he winning Grammys, and some dude that's winning a Grammy that I had never heard of, and no. I will never hear from him this year. It shows that it's trash. No, most of the most of the nominate. I, I guess I haven't looked through all the Grammy nominations that Drake has got. But if we're talking about like for rap album of the year, he hasn't deserved an Emmy or a Grammy. I wouldn't think. But uh, I mean, like, don't let the angels hear that. They go, no, my bad. You know what? I'm gonna have to look up the years. <laughs> what years was Drake nominated for a Grammy to see if he actually if it actually warranted him uh, winning? But. I guess the big one that happened tonight was uh, King's Disease by Nas won the Grammy for Best Rap Album over Freddie Gibbs' Alfredo, which is like, that was the album. It was, I liked it better. It was an album that, it was the favorite to win. A lot of people had that in in the, in their pools, I guess, like if they were to guess, because I know I did, but uh, I don't know. I kind of thought about it and it was just like, well, do you know? Okay, here were the nominees. You had the allegory by Race Five Nine. I know that wasn't gonna happen. I have been yeah. thoroughly pissed of Jay Electronica one for the written testimony. Uh, yes. Alfredo Black Him Habits being nominated. Him being nominated was offensive. <laughs> yeah, the fifty-two-year-old rapper uh, with his debut album, and then D Smoke Black Habits. I'm gonna look that up because I've never heard of this dude. And then King's Disease was the winner. So, so I'm pretty sure this is. Freddie Gibbs his first time being nominated and he's he's still he's been a rapper for a while but he's still like fairly new when it comes to like mainstream type of success felt like was uh Denzel Washington not winning the Oscar for Malcolm X and them giving it to Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman like Scent of a Woman was not Al Pacino's best role like he's done better stuff he did better stuff previously 
And that's the same with Nas. Like Nas, him winning his first album off of this or first Grammy off of this album, when you have Illmatic, Stillmatic, it was written. Uh Hip Hop is Dead was really good. He's made some classic albums. So he basically this is almost like an an apology type uh Grammy. Like it's like, hey, mm-hmm. we know you've been rapping for over 20 years. You're one of the top 10 rappers ever. Are bad. Like, here you go. And Freddie Gibbs, like Freddie Gibbs seems he seemed cool about it. And Freddie Gibbs is still a younger rapper. So hopefully, you know, over time he'll probably, you know, Denzel eventually got his his Oscar a few years later. So Freddie's not going anywhere. He'll continue to make great music, but it's almost like at one point, like Nas is gonna go his entire career without a Grammy. Like, that's wild to me. So I guess better late than never, but it does kind of shine a light. And I think it starts the conversation about like. What is it that the Grammys values? What do they want? <clears throat> like, what's the standard here? It, I don't think there is any standard. I think they just kind of make up things as they go. So apparently there's a Grammy for best melodic rap performance. That's and, an added category. Hmm? That's an added category because they added, for the voters, they're adding in, like, they're trying to add younger people. They're trying to add more people of color. They're trying to add women. Yeah, so now cool. they're trying to expand the categories to get, I guess, more diversity and all this stuff. So, like, okay, so... The, the best melodic rap performers was Anderson Pack for Lockdown, which is kind of a. Um, <laughs> you see, what I'm, you see what I'm saying? Who's also performing at the Grammys, right? I do like the song Lockdown, but other people in the category is Rockstar, The Baby Feature, Roddy Rich, Laugh Now, Cry Later, which I would have thought would have won that. You know what I'm saying? The box is the box melodic rap performance. Yeah, it is. It seemed like the box for a while too, but. That- is that, that is that nominated for song of the year? Because it should be. No, best melodic, yeah, best melodic rap performance. Uh, I feel like laugh, cry, and now laugh now, cry later should have won that. Yeah, best rap song of the year is Little Baby, The Bigger Picture, The Box, Laugh Now, Cry Later, Rockstar, and Savage. So I don't know if this list is updated, but like I didn't know. Like that, I feel like they're just adding. Wow, Pop Smoke was up for best rap performance. The fuck All right, here. <laughs> you should, but you see, you see, you see what I'm saying, though. You see what I'm saying, though. Like I like his music now, but get the fuck out of here. Best R&B album, "Bigger Love" by John Legend. Who has heard of this album? Please raise your hand, because I I sure. Me, thank <laughs> you. Okay, it's fifty fifty then. I, There's like three good songs on there. Okay, so like, is there? The you move, I move. That was my favorite. Yeah, that was okay. There was like three or four. It was a good. There's some good songs yeah. on there. I don't I, I don't know I can't remember like I can't remember who it was up against but you know it's so like even the best R&B songs the winner was better than I imagined Robert Glasper featuring her Michelle Nicasello never heard of three of the, two of these three people the other nominees were Black Parade Beyonce Clyde uh, Tiana Major Nine and Earth Gang Do It Chloe Haley I I like that song Slow Down by Skip Marley and her like I. Are these people help me? Am I washed? Yes. Like, I don't think we are. Okay. But I think that's kind of part of the Grammys as well. Like they shed light on artists, even if they're not mainstream, they're supposed to be. Well, I guess it goes back to Marcus's point. Like, what are they valuing? Because are they valuing the artistry? Are they learning about these artists and they're learning about their artistry? And that's why they're nominating them. Are they valuing more of the popularity? Like, what is it exactly? But I know most of the time when I watch the Grammys, I hear of artists I've never heard of before. 
That's what happens to me when I watch like the MTV Awards. Like MTV Awards, there's like a lot of artists. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And why do they look so young? Like, how are you up yeah. here? Well, yeah. I think a lot of it goes to like, I guess where I was saying I didn't care, but I did understand the value. Like for this dude, D Smoke, he was nominated for best album. I'm going to go check out his album because I've never heard of this person before. So it might be lit. So I get that aspect. I guess for the bigger artists, like a Drake, it's like, dog, you, you know, you're that guy. Like, I, I kind of so now cool. on the, the OVO train with the Mr. Savage from last week. I've been bumping that lemon pepper freestyle like all weekend. That shit is hard, dog. <laughs> that, shit is, that shit is hard. Like <laughs> Drake was in his bag, dog. Hey man, <laughs> that shit was good. Like I, that shit is hard. I mean, what well, this this Nas thing? This could be a, a result of them adding uh, younger and more diverse voters. It could have been a thing where like. Uh, yeah, uh, Nas hasn't won a Grammy in 20 years, so we're gonna give him this Grammy. And um, Freddie Gibbs, maybe he'll get it the next go round, but I can uh, I understand. Is that Jeff? If you Jeff, nice. you're out of pocket. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see the chat. Which one of y'all? That's not somebody, somebody on YouTube said Pop Smoke is best performance on earth or dot dot dot. Amen. No. I don't know why Savage wrote that. Yeah, shout out to Jeff Queen. She, she is on some other shit. Um, but, I mean, you see, this is big for Megan. She won Best New Artist uh, amongst a lot of people I have never heard of. Again, this D-Smoke character made the list, so I'm, I'm going to check out this D-Smoke guy. It was uh, Megan Thee Stallion, Andrus, Andrus, Phoebe, Phoebe, Bridges, Noah Cyrus, Chica, I've heard of her, D-Smoke, uh, no, Doja Cyrus went, is not went, new. No, Cyrus just, isn't new anymore. Yeah, she had that one song with the one dude. I'm I'm blanking out. That was really good. Something about the rain, but that came out in like 2017, 2018. So, she's not new. She's performed at major okay. award shows. She, I like her music. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound like a hater, but she's not new. So why is she in the category? Again, it's all it's all. It's all it's all about when your label puts you up, like enters your name to be nominated in a category. Like if your label is just like, like with Meg Thee Stallion, they're like, hey, we're still building her brand. We're still getting some buzz. We're not going to send in any nominate. Like it's not a thing where the Grammys can nominate somebody. You know what I'm saying? They can't look at the landscape of music and be like, oh, who's this new Meg Thee Stallion character? She's on the charts. I've never heard of her before. Oh, this is her first project? Okay, you're nominated. It, it doesn't work like that. Like the label has ascended. That's why it should though. Like it shouldn't that's be. That's how like, I thought it did. Imagine the NBA being like, "Yo, we're gonna wait till your best year. You're in year four. We're gonna nominate you for rookie of the year." Like that's yeah. any space. <laughs> well, at all. As far as like you know, Nas winning over uh, Freddie Gibbs. Like this isn't this isn't like when nothing was the same. Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Good Kid, Mad City, and Jesus all got nominated for Best Rap Album, and then Macklemore won. This isn't that. I don't feel like people are yeah. people are people are more so surprised and like upset with this. It's like, wow, I really thought Freddie was gonna win this, but Nas winning it and it's his first one. It's like we're not gonna go burn down anything over this. No, this isn't. This isn't. No, but I don't. I don't. That's a that's that's a particip- participation trophy. That's but his a, album. His album was was worthy to be there. Yeah, it was like, good. You, 
You listen, you put like look at the cat, look at the names I just listed. You got Drake, Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, and Mac Lamar. Like, and I haven't listened to the album because I feel like if I listen to it and it's what I think it is, it's gonna piss me off even more <laughs> that it won. But like you can look at that list and say, like, okay, who doesn't belong here? Like, this doesn't belong here. You can look at Alfredo and King's disease, and like, yeah, King's disease deserves to be here. Like, I could see him winning that. I'd be that that wouldn't be my pick, but I wouldn't be super like offended by it. Uh, I again, uh, this is why I guess there's importance to we need to support like the BET Awards and things of that nature, or they need to do like how they have the uh, like the NBA, how they have the players they vote on awards or whatever. Like the seat, let the people for the actors. Yeah, yeah, let the people within their their little tier groups and their little ecosystems vote on who the best album is. Like you shouldn't have. No offense to D Smoke because I've never heard of him. Maybe on Watch, but like he shouldn't be competing with the F- Freddie Gibbs. Like there should be tears to this. You know what I'm saying? Like the Grammy for best mixtape. Yeah, or you shouldn't have like somebody like Post Malone with Taylor Swift. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even know who's gonna win this, but it's probably gonna be Taylor Swift just because it's Taylor Swift. Like nobody else really has a chance in this category. You know what I'm saying? Like it's already it's almost predetermined who's gonna win these awards, which is why it's a clown show. But um that's really all I got to say. I really don't care. Real quick. I also think another thing that has always got me with the Grammys is now, of course, this has been a definitely a special year with everything's gone on. So I actually forgot about King's disease, but it makes it hard when the album came out around the time the last Grammys came out, because then it just seems like, wow, that, that King's disease is an old ass album, even though it's not. But I think if maybe if it was a little bit, if it came out later, like Alfredo hasn't been out that long, we've got, but it's been out long enough to where we can thoroughly review it and see that it's a great album compared to King's disease. that has been out for, maybe a year, maybe slightly over a year. It just doesn't feel like it belongs there as the winner anyway, but that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, I've learned some new artists that I'll check out probably tomorrow when I go to work. So, but cool. Let's go to kind of the, the main thing we want to talk about this week. Um, actually, no, 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 no. Real quick, real quick. Stimmy mania. Twitter has been, been wild with the, the Stimmy talk. Um, I officially have not received my stimulus. Uh, don't believe my lies on Twitter. I'm poor. Um, I just like clowning people. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, some of the jokes are pretty hilarious. Uh, I know I was low key getting uh, uh, bullied on Twitter for my tweet, which I got some retweets. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't flop. I didn't flop. That one dude. He, he shit blew up, but it, it was pretty funny though. But. I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm gonna be responsible whenever my stimmy drops and probably pay off some stuff. Um, I don't believe it. Now with the stuff you're saying in the group chat, that money's gonna get spent in one night. Okay, uh, Mr. Savage, how are you gonna spend your stimulus? Are you gonna be responsible? Or are you gonna be a, a goon with the the stimmy? Well, I need to send you five hundred dollars. So oh. uh, now I'm at hey, nine. Brian, you have to put your business out there. Jesus Christ. I have to send somebody five hundred dollars. So well, you can send that. me too while we're at it. While we're after that, I have some bills. Ooh, there was a joke there. I'm I'm not gonna dive into that. Uh, Marcus, what are you gonna do with your? 
have to do with that tweet from earlier, no, fuck you. I had to click on that girl's page. I was like, Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Is this Denise? Is this Denise that be walling out? (laughs) Oh my god. Different girl. Different, different walling out. Okay. I'm gonna uh, leave that alone. I fucking hate you. I mean, uh, I mean, if you follow uh, Tiana Trump, the fourteen dollars will fourteen hundred will get you. Oh, uh, I saw it. Yes. Oh. Get you that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's a that's a come up. Let's do, go. Do you follow her, friend? No, nah, somebody retweeted. She's actually blocked oh, my page. But okay. Somebody somebody retweeted. She blocked her like, page. No, I blocked her page. I block all <laughs> filth that comes across my timeline. I don't I don't like to participate. I'm dead serious. Okay. I have like eight hundred pages blocked. Not much better. Like for real, I block everybody. I mean, it's, like, it, it's uncensored. Yeah, I, it's actually been pretty good. That the only fans like porn shit has kind of disappeared off my timeline. I'm I'm actually proud of my people, but like there'll be like there'll be a couple weirdo anime people that retweet some filth. I'm like that blocked, but um, because this is a Christian value based account, so you know I don't I don't need that in my life. I'm I'm sanctified. Anyways, uh, Marcus, what are you doing with the the stimuli? Yeah, so have you, been um, stimu- have you been stimulated? That's the question. I have not Wait. been stimulated. <laughs> One stimulated. kid, two kid. I'm calculating for him. <laughs> hey, that extra, <laughs> throw that little <laughs> extra <laughs> in there. What, what she said, 1400 per position. All right. Oh, she said two positions for 1400. Yes. Yeah. Multiply that by three. I've been here Adam and Eve real quick. Give me one of the pills. Woo, buddy. Let me get my money's worth. This is God. Disgusting. I know her DMs are filthy right now. I know this. Disgusting. <laughs> Cash happy daddy. There's probably a lot of that going on. She's probably she's probably made at least ten grand just off people really thinking it was about to go down for the the fourteen hundred. I think it would. I dead ass think it would. I think if you were in LA and you're like, hey, I got this money, what's up? Like you can make that happen. I believe you. I, I you know. I I'm I, I have think she's a business woman from what I can tell. She's a whore. <laughs> we support the naked hustle here as well. So we I'm not. I'm not. All women. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not shaming her. I'm not. Uh, and, and 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 just in case you do want to engage in that type of activity, definitely make sure you go to adamandeve.com. Uh, check out promo code KTSC and get all the lubricants you need, or rose petals, or whatever you do. I mean, yeah, we're not all of that. I mean, the definition of whore, derogatory, a prostitute. Goodness. Mm. I mean, we're not going there. Leave this girl alone. Leave, leave her alone. Either you pay all the money or you shut up. You don't got to speak about her, okay? A person who engages in sexual intercourse for pay. I'm being accurate. God bless her. I hope she gets all the money's. All the money. Oh, shit, I dropped my phone. All the money is. Uh, <laughs> and that's God. That that is God. Real quick, before we get into the main topic about the tiger dog, I, I really, really want to talk about uh, racism. Real quick, um, 
2021 racism is still a problem in this in this nation in this world but the way that america is so ridiculously hilarious with this racism ceases to amaze me so first in the first line of uh, things that happened in three of racism you had papa john for whatever reason he decided to volunteer up the information that it it took him 20 months to rid the n-word <laughs> which if you're not on twitter he the jokes were hilarious he got flamed <laughs> for days about this and i'm like as a person who may or may not say the n-word a lot like i don't understand how it takes you 20 months to not say one word he was in a rehab especially program a, especially was, a word that struggling that's what I'm saying. Like, as a, as a white person, you sh that shouldn't even cross your bias. You was really flagrant with it. It took me almost two years to stop saying the N word. Like, bro, you were out of control. Fast forward, you have a backup uh, center for the Miami Heat, Miles Leonard. Somebody is about to not have a job here soon. But he was streaming on Twitch, playing some game, and he used a anti-Semitic anti slur. Now, uh, it, it, look it up. It's a word that starts with a K. Fam, that is like, I've never ever, I've never even heard anybody use that word in real life. Like, that's how racist that word is. That's how racist he is. He dug deep. He he picked a, a first ballot Hall of Fame race, racist deep word. in the trenches. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's shit you see. That's, in not, even a, that's like, not even a... <laughs> that's not even a top 10 racial slur. Like, he went deep in his bag. He had yeah, like, like nah. Not this one, not this one, not this one, not this one. Nah, not this. He's had, he had to scroll up in his Rolodex like, oh, oh, this the one. I'm using that one. They ain't yeah. going to be ready for this. Like, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, really? I think you said it. I'm like, damn, dog. Like, they don't even fit, man. Like, how do you know the person you were playing was of Jewish descent? Like, how do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just a weird word to pull out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That, that was crazy. And then you fast forward even further. I think within the last two days, there was an announcer that had a hot mic that was oh, uh, speak, mic. speaking uh, unkindly <laughs> of some, some players that were taking a knee from the anth for the anthem to protest uh, racial injustice that still goes on in this country. R.I.P. Breonna Taylor is about the year anniversary of that. Um, he referred to them as uh, N-words with the hard E-R. And then tried to cop a plea saying that he said it because his blood sugar was low. So <laughs> I was like, I did what? not know his blood sugar was low. That's why he said the N word. <laughs> so apparently oh, like, okay. yeah, he needed a Snickers bar to get right. So Snickers needs to sign him. Uh, if you don't want to be racist, grab a Snickers and keep your blood sugar high so you don't say the N word. So that, that by far is like the most hilarious thing in racism I've seen. Like you might as well be like, hey man, I fucked up. Like making up that kind of lie is even worse than saying it. You just sound really stupid. So, um, I guess the 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 message is: don't be racist. Pretty simple. What do you know? If you don't know what if you don't know what word means, don't say it. You know, if you think it's offensive, it probably is. So just uh, kind of kind of chill out on that on that stuff. So, God bless America. Yeah, mm. shout out to the enemy. But yes, transitioning, Tiger Woods. Let's do it. Let's do it. I just finished it. I literally just finished it. So watching this documentary, I realized how much I didn't know about Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. I, I knew stuff here and there, but I didn't I didn't realize kind of the things that he went through. I mean, you kind of guess, like, if you're that good at anything, you've probably put in a lot of work, but 
Um, it was a big, it was a pretty good documentary. Like it, it was really good. Um, I don't even know where to start. Like, do we want to start with his childhood? You know, do we want to start with the, the production of it? I'm going to start with his dad. Okay, let's start with the... <laughs> this man Get in was it. a yeah. maniac. I did not realize this man said all these things about his son before he went pro, talking about he's going to change the world, transcend golf, on par with Gandhi. Like, we... it's it's And watching that, I was just like, why were we giving... LeVar Ball. Manifesting. Why were we giving why were we yes. giving LeVar Ball so much heat for the stuff that he said when we had Tiger Woods' dad saying things that he was saying? Like if Tiger Woods was coming up now and his dad had Instagram, he'd be <laughs> ten times crazier, quote unquote, than what um LeVar Ball was. But like his dad, he's he saw something, he caught a glimpse, and he saw that Tiger liked golf, and he was like, you know what? I'm about to build me the best golfer ever. And he started at two. Like, my kids at are three and five. Old, I can't yeah, get them to do shit. We do a program. I'm behind. Like, I'm literally already behind. Shame one kid on is, you. One kid is one get him in a garage fast. right now. Get him in a garage. <laughs> but I don't know how to play golf. Like, I, try, I, I played golf for the first time, like, last year. As an adult, trying to swing a golf club is pretty tough. So I can only imagine how... Like, that's how you can see, like, the kid is talented. Because if you're able to swing a golf club at two, you just got it in you. You just need someone to build it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, his dad is out of control. Out of control. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea that he started at two years old. That was probably the biggest takeaway that I had from it. Watching the first half, I was like, He's a baby, baby. And then they went to the way they going into production, the way they went about it was you didn't know his age yet, but you can clearly see he was a really small child. And they're interviewing him. So already at two years old, he has cameras in his face. His father's already being, you know, a dadager or whatever you call the, the dad version, papager. And then, you know, they put a mic in his face and they're just like, you know, how old are you? I was hoping at least three, four, like four or five, like make it make sense because he's so little, but he was clearly younger. He's at two years old, two, mind blowing. Yeah, uh, I guess with his dad, I didn't know that he was like retired special forces or whatever. I was like, I, I heard like the whole thing with Tiger, but I didn't know he was actually like out there doing demo and shit like that. So he legitimately was probably crazy, so. And sometimes that's what makes you great, you know, when you have those type of people. I mean, think of Joe Jackson. Think of mm -hmm. uh, Richard Williams. Think of these people. I mean, they, especially if you're black, you're going to probably get your ass beat. Uh, as we've seen earlier with the Kirk Franklin, they're going to talk at you crazy, verbal abuse here, but it makes you mentally stronger. And at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know what his exact worth is, but I know he was north of $250 million at one point. So, I mean, you got to say, was it worth it? Or and that, was just, that was just his contract. That didn't include endorsements, sponsorships, and everything else that came from it. So, yeah, dude was definitely one of the, the wealthiest. Oh. All of the things that uh, Earl Woods like instilled in the Tiger, they all came to fruition later on in his life as far as like blocking out all these distractions being 
literally focused on uh, one goal and not letting outside stuff distract you. Like all that stuff that he he built in the Tiger would come back later on. But to touch on what Adolfo was saying, as far as like, you know, you have to have like a tough parent, like someone that is somewhat militant on trying to get you to be great at something. I watched uh, an interview about Barry Sanders. He said the the main reason that he made it to the NFL and the main reason that he was great is because of what his dad did. His dad was super tough and super hard on him and like made it to where it was like, yo, I I have to do this because my dad, if I don't do it right, I got this, you know, my dad who was, you know, pretty tough, pretty hard, doesn't take any excuses, whatever, whatever. And that pushed Barry Sanders to be, in my opinion, the greatest running back ever. And then yes. what he what he did with that is that he he was when he, while he was talking about that he was talking about that in reference to his son Barry Sanders Jr. who was a good running back went to college played in college I don't think he ever made it to the NFL but he said the reason it, that he believes that his son wasn't able to be successful in the NFL is because of him because of Barry Sanders because he doesn't he didn't have that toughness as a parent in him to put into a son because he was probably thinking like. And when I was a kid, maybe I didn't like how my dad was talking to me. Maybe I didn't like all that pressure. So he probably didn't go as hard on his own son the way his own dad did on him. That, in turn, made his son a worse football player, even though Barry Sanders is the greatest running back of all time. And that could maybe you could you could probably look at, like, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player ever, and maybe he doesn't go as hard on his own kids as far as, like, trying to teach them and train them up and stuff like that because when they were young, he was still in the league. But like Barry Sanders, he even said he was like, yeah, if if my dad raised my son, my son would have been a better NFL player. Well, I think a lot of double edged sword, though, that's a double edged sword, because you can depending on the individual, because you can push them so far and then they could turn them away and and such like that and then go down the path with self-destruction later on because they didn't have you know, all of the, all of the, the foundation that they needed. They only got a certain one. And I will say for Tiger, for Tiger, for Tiger. (laughs) (laughs) But that was my accent. Tiger. Got them inches going now, it's Tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But for Tiger, his mother, his mother wasn't like, super nurturing as well. They made it a, a point to show how she was actually pretty tough on him as well. So it wasn't like he had somebody to balance it out. And that's not shade to her by any means. But she was also part of that molding and that discipline that he was able to capture when he was out on the golf course. So to have to have that amount of pressure and discipline starting from two years old, I mean, I'm sure at some point they made it fun when he was really younger to get into the sport but man that's that's a balancing act that is so dangerous if it goes one way or another and it was kind of dangerous for him too as we saw later on in life it was potentially the cause of of the danger i say potentially because he doesn't come out in this documentary for everybody but past girlfriends and you know from high school and people that used to caddy for him i'm not saying they don't have any credibility but that's just the yeah. one thing I always that I hate about these documentaries. Sometimes you don't hear from the person themselves. If they're still alive. Oh, he yeah, wasn't talking about this. Yeah, he was talking about this shit. But yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> but still. Well, 
But like with the the whole the the I guess the uh, athlete children thing with Barry Sanders, even Michael Jordan, like there's no financial incentive to push yourself that hard. Like, why am I going to try to get myself beat up when my dad literally makes the most popular shoes of like all time? Like, there's there's no incentive to drive yourself to be that. Like, hey, I'm coming from poverty. Like, hey, I'm gonna go stay that extra hour in the gym. Like, for what? Like, I'm, you're doing this to get paid. I'm already rich. So. There's that. I'd love to see the list of like successful like children of NFL stars. Like even Fred Taylor Jr., his son was all right, but he wasn't Fred Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Christian McCaffrey is probably in recent history the one I can think of that's doing that. And he actually beat out Barry Sanders' son the entire time. Yeah, which is crazy, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, well, it it is kind of crazy, but I I took a couple notes that I want to go through as we we progress through the, the series. One thing that stood out in my, my head was like Nike's blatantness using Tiger's blackness Ooh. to sell Nike. And I'm like, and then the is- scandal with the affair again to bring him back. Yeah. I don't think they let him go, but that that's that's down the line too. But like, yeah, like you're using the like almost least black person to sell golf to black people, bro. Like I respect it. I respect the hustle, but I mean I'm sure they brought in some more black people, but I don't think as a campaign it really did anything to shift the paradigm in golf because, like, where are all the black golfers that Tiger was supposed to aspire? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know for people like our age, like in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, I remember at the time it was a slight uptick in black people watching golf. As well as trying to play golf on the side. So. There was an interest but, at the end of the day. That interest that was peak, like you're saying, people watching and such, they were also buying merchandise. At the end of the day, Nike cares about the money. They don't. That that's what they care about. They care about how many golf caps they can sell, how many Nike polos they can sell. You know, in red, his Nike color. Golf balls. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I guess you'd also have to consider like this was back in the early to mid nineties. At that point, if you think of like all of the high end athletes like the Michael Jordans, King Griffey Jr., Wayne Gretzky, if you're how do you make Tiger Woods stand out as far as selling him to everybody to make him stand out? In in golf, no less, like a sport that's not super popular, you know. So it's like, if if I'm Nike, if I want the most eyes on this commercial, Mm -hmm. and then those same eyes that were on this commercial to go to my to to go to uh, golf and to watch Tiger Woods play, I'm bringing up the race stuff because it's it's right there. How many black people were playing golf before Tiger Woods? How many black people were that great coming in, had that kind of hype behind them, like? We remember what it was like when LeBron was coming up, coming up through high school, and his games were on ESPN. His high school games, that same thing was going on with Tiger Woods. So it only makes sense to be like, okay, what makes Tiger Woods stand out from every other golfer that is under I'm Nike or or yeah, he was, the, he was the Michael Jordan of golf? Well, just, I, I understand you that. Do you have to if if I'm a, if I'm a, a corporation that's in the business of like us making commercials and getting eyes on my product i'm that's a layup yeah i'm using race in this he's half half black half in or whatever half asian yeah let's throw this race stuff out. It, was it, was just, it was accepted it was accepted that would never play out now I, I, that's, and that's why i caught my eye 
It wasn't because of what's going on now. It's just like, huh? You think that they was still accepted? Ran Did they not? They didn't take the they ad were... off. They still ran the ad. Right well, I, I understand they ran, but I'm talking about like if you're if you're back in the '90s, if you're a family. A, a nuclear family, white family in Wisconsin that likes to just sit down and watch TV, and all of a sudden you see this Nike commercial talking about like pushing all this black stuff, all this race talk. You think they were happy with that commercial? So, like we, like we were probably been like, "Wow, that's good. I like that." Put that race in their face. But we're talking about like Middle America that has been watching golf for however long they have, and they haven't had the you. You're not getting black commercials on Nikes on 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 the Golf Channel. Like if you're watching, you know, the NBA or the NFL, you're gonna you'll, you'll probably see Allen Iverson, you'll see Randy Moss. So their their blackness shows up. With golf, you're talking. You're he's. They were promoting that to a white fan base. They weren't promoting that to us. Yeah, and, and that kind of ties into the, the next the next point that I did not know the Masters was built on a slave plantation. That was that, that I kind of guessed. I kind of guessed that. But I mean, you, if I had, you this. consider it's called the Masters. Okay, and then yeah, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I'm still I'm, I'm I'm very ashamed of my city. Shout out the Washington Road and the Bobby Jones Express. I'm just like, I was like, damn, they have really they all this stuff with cancel culture. They have not come for the Masters yet. That's a wild name to have for a tournament. I don't know, and they just let it ride everywhere. Hey, you do what you want. It is what it is. But it, it goes to the point where Marx was talking about bringing the race to the table. Uh, another point that caught my eye in the documentary was like with some of the white people in the stands, I was thinking like imagining witnessing history with Tiger Woods and still not fighting the urge to be racist. Like as he was out there, you know, breaking records, people are still calling him the N word. It's just like, are you that racist? You're literally witnessing history. The first thing that comes to your mind is like, oh, a blackie, a coon, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing, man? Like go home. How are those people allowed to stay? You know what I'm saying? Like the golf course is not like a basketball arena. It's very, it's very quiet. You know what I'm saying? So how how yeah, the the blood sugar was low? Like just oh, give him yeah. a, a twinkie, <laughs> just let it ride. So, it happens. It's hot out there. So the the next thing that, that I noticed throughout the documentary, which which bothered me a, a lot, considering the amount of money this man had, was like Tiger had no drip. Like Tiger had the optimum drip. This dude cannot dress to save his life. I was like Jesus Christ. He that with Michael Jordan. There, that there we go. Problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> Michael Jordan can't dress either. He's yo, man. Like his clothes are just too big. It wasn't he can't dress. His clothes are no, too big. Nah, that nigga could not dress. They say about rich people, right? Rich people right. don't care about their appearance like that. But you could, you could pay. Oh, I guess. Yeah, because the the horrors were still down for, which we'll get to here soon. Um, I, I kind of okay. Can we can we talk more? Can we go back to the to the masters real quick? Um, yeah, just the like the whole like boys club like white guys old white guys and stuff when uh tiger woods got in trouble for what he did the type of yeah the type of finger wagging that came from those people is was kind of ridiculous like they were out here like saying like you know tiger woods is a hero he let the kids down i'm like over some over some women over over stepping out on his lady you're talking about he let the kids down I'm like, look, let, let me see. Let, right let's before check your he was bank supposed to play, return let's, back let's, right before his see, big return. Let, let's see. Let's see your bank accounts and where all your money is going. And let me see your phone records. I'm sure those same people finger wagon also probably have more inside. So stop. there was a golf. What's the, what's the golfer's name? John Daly. He golfs yeah. like drunk all the time. Like I've never. 
heard them talk down on him. Like maybe I'm missing. Maybe I'm because I don't watch golf. So maybe they did, you know, publicly shame John Daly. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't to that level when you consider Tiger Woods made golf relevant. Like made He's it keeping a keeping y'all employed. Yes, <laughs> literally like the, keeping y'all employed. The raises that golfers are getting for winning tournaments, it's because of Tiger Woods. Because there's more advertising. There's more people watching it. There's more people participating. And now you want to wave your finger at the the golden egg over there, nigga? You better be glad he's back over here shooting, hitting these golf clubs. Thank you, Tiger, for coming back. We know you're going through some rough stuff. Hope you have a good a good match. But thank you for coming back because our ratings were about to go to the toilet. But now that you're here, back up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I just wanted to make a small point first. We kind of glossed over the fact that remember when he won his first Masters and I forgot what golfer it was, but said, oh, great. I guess we're going to have collard greens and fried chicken for dinner and stuff like that. You guys forgot about that. And also, do you guys remember the like this dude, quarter of a billionaire? Why are you leaving voice messages on women's phones? They didn't even play like that, too. I'm surprised. Yeah, and it's like I remember because I heard him on uh, Wale More About Nothing mixtape. He had him, and he's, hey, girl, this is Tiger. My wife just found out. Make sure you delete this. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Just, we're gonna he get is to the a little swaggerless, but, you know. We're going to get to the horse because th- there's a lot to break down with these whores. I'm, I was very disgusted. Uh, let's go to the, uh, the, the, the Capalasia. Oh, she didn't sleep with him by herself. Like, let's. The, the, Let's also that, remember that detail. She We're not. I'm not discounting that. I just like that to say the word. I like. I like to say the word "whores." Whores is uh, used for all people, places, and things. Uh, the Cablin Asian line. That was a bad. Like the disappointment in Oprah's face. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, you can't win the Masters or or talk this, you know, pseudo pro black stuff, and then come out and say that you're. Cablin Asian or whatever, bro. Like, get that shit out of here. Like that, that was wild, Courtney. Like, yeah, they didn't. They didn't. People who are mixed races have a hard time. The police don't have a hard time. They do that police report. You black dog. That's what you want. <laughs> no, you're they, absolutely they right, but it's still hard for them. They didn't treat him like an Asian. Or, they didn't treat him like a Caucasian or an Asian and all them when he got arrested. They treat him like the black part, the black, the black. Yep, that's it. Yep. <laughs> Check black. I don't see no Caucasian or Asian in this nigga. Like, get in, get in the car. I see a drunk. All right. So, one thing I was going to say who had a worse, Michael Jordan or Tiger, but obviously, Tiger because he had no people skills. At least, Michael Jordan had a level of fame in college, whatever. Um, one thing that I did notice or I thought to myself is with golf, because it's not really sexy, it's not really flashy. Like, does that level of greatness get old at some point, right? At least in basketball, like, you can dunk on somebody, you can cross somebody up. But it's like, yo, you're literally playing. Like, Tiger was literally essentially playing himself all the time. Like, yep, let me go drive this ball 8,000 yards. Let me go putt ahead of, like, 15 strokes ahead of everybody. Like, you're just out there on your own. Like, at some point, it's just like, damn, dog, I want another tournament. beating somebody else's record. Like, he yeah. was on the hunt to beat the other dude's record, and then he did. And then Pat I think Nicholas, he got yeah. beat out after that. It just looked like at some point, at a certain point, it's just like, he was like, yep, I'm just winning another tournament. Nobody can beat me. This is this is fun. Great. Um, 
good good for me but i was like yo I, I i would wonder what it'd be like to be that good at something like would it get old to be just like that great it's just like all right whatever like let's let's strap them up again or whatever so um da, 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 da. oh so to the nike point uh, that l brought up i don't know if nike ever dropped them but man like shout out to them for being ride or die because they they refused to drop that dude. That, like dude was, him. that dude was in his jail mug shots Nike down to the to the socks. Like, <laughs> he really was. When they I were putting like, the handcuffs on him, I was like, yeah, oh, I'm, there's the check. Like Nike, Nike, Nike. Yeah, yeah, Nike was like, fuck it, man. Like, hey, we ride or die, dog. It is what it is. Um <laughs> me personally, if I was Tiger though, like once I made so much money, I just retired and just terrorized people at mini golf courses. Like I just pulled up, and like, "Oh, what's up? Let's play for your house." You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I give you, I'll give you twenty strokes ahead, and we'll see who wins. Like that's what I would do. That's more fun to me than just going out there and having people call me. Not the enough excitement. Yeah, nonsense. So, uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Yeah, so those are all the things that kind of caught my attention. Uh, with the Tiger Woods doc, but let's get to the sensational part, the part that has El Chapa giving me dirty looks <laughs> on YouTube. Definitely subscribe on YouTube. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Las Vegas. Um, Say I her name for, correctly. Don't think, you fuck around with me right now. Say her name correctly. Wait, no, we're, I, don't, I don't even know, know that person's name. Uh, so, show of hands, I think most of us have been to Las Vegas or are aware of Las Vegas. Um, but yeah, so Tiger was uh Tiger was out in these streets, dog. And I'm, oh, I'm I thought mad. we were talking to a different story. So sorry. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm gonna calm down. Okay. So, so Tiger was <laughs> in the streets, and initially I was thinking like, hey, maybe Tiger's wife was giving him the benefit of the doubt because like his road dogs were Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley, right? No matter who you are, if you're if you tell your wife like, hey, man, I got invited to hang out with Michael Jordan. You're probably gonna go like, hey, man, that's MJ. That's the greatest of all time. I'm going to hang out with Michael Jordan or whatever. Cool. But I think like after a while though, like Tiger, you're in Vegas again. You're in Vegas again. You're in Vegas again. You're in Vegas again. Like at some point, like either I feel like she knew and was like, yo, as long as it's not messy, you do what you do, or maybe she was that naive because she saw how much. Like how swaggerless Tiger was and how much drip he didn't have. They're like, yo, Tiger would never mess with whores. Tiger would never have 10 of them in his room doing all kinds That's of wild insanity. You know right there. Like, Tiger what are you even Tiger. doing? <laughs> like, what do you even do when you got more than 10 of them in the room by yourself? Are you having like trying to have like a massive Uno game, like an Uno tournament? <laughs> Cause you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't having sex the entire time. Like there's fifteen, there's, there's fifteen in there. <laughs> what are you I doing? Got, I got tired when he said ten. I was like, bro. After like, he like you're opening the door. This is like a train of over just coming through. And you're just like, yeah, I need another one. Yeah, I need another one. And then he, was he like no type of drug use with him? That's that man's a monster. You ain't have no cocaine. Not even a little bit. He might, I don't know. He might have had like a little blue pill. They needed to spend at least, I needed a 10 minute, I needed a 10 minute window on, I understand how they could hook up, you know, as far as like hanging out and being friends. 
But I need to I need to do a ten minute window on Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and Charles Charles Barkley's friendship because that's like such an odd group of people to be like hanging out with. Like I can get the whole yeah. like, you know, uh, Tiger Woods is the, Tiger Woods is the biggest star in sports, and yeah, Michael Jordan he's also the, another big star. So of course naturally you know they would have some stuff in common, but them hanging out that often like what are they talking about? How did, what are they doing? I don't know. I feel like they don't need Tiger Woods to pull women. Like I don't. Oh, they de- no, they definitely didn't. That's what I'm saying. So like, why are you even? Like, why are you? I I, I guess I get it because like it's stars hanging out with stars. Because if you're like at bat in that point, you're if you're Michael Jordan, who can you really hang out with that understands what you're going through on a day to day basis? Like we saw the not the Tiger video. Woods. <laughs> like yes, did you did you see the videos of Tiger Woods like walking down the green and everybody's I, I do you, like the, Michael Jordan has yeah. that too. He they they're the only two at that point. Mm-hmm. Like there's a did y'all see y'all watched the uh, the Last Dance documentary, yeah. and they were always talking about when they did the Team USA stuff, like John Stockton, Charles Barkley. They had crowds. They had people that would follow them, but then Michael Jordan had a different type of crowd that would follow him. It was like massive toward to the point where it's almost like everybody and there's only a few people that have lived life like that like michael tiger beyonce michael jackson drake maybe uh, nah not like that i don't it will we we don't really see it i'm talking about where you can actually visually see like tiger woods walking down the green and everybody is like okay. just <clears throat> on but that's where the that's where the the commonality stopped though outside exactly of what do we have to talk about? The, like, fir- the, okay. fir- the no, no, first, like, Jordan three times? Jordan the first three, yeah, but the first three times they hung out, it's like, hey, we could talk about, like, what it is to be famous, blah, blah, blah. It's tough. It's tough. Okay, we've been hanging out, like, every other weekend. Why, what are we doing? <laughs> like, you're not cool. You know what? I'm, and now I, I think, think about they're it, really I'm... talking, or they probably don't even care if he's there or not, because some of the the, the party girls, they were saying, um, the promoter girls, <laughs> I'm not calling them the other word. But these women were saying, <laughs> these women were saying, you know, as far as like he would just be off to the corner by himself, not talking to nobody. Like, yeah, he's in their section, but he's not talking to nobody. So they would go out and select girls to bring to him. I don't think they were doing a whole lot of talking because even at one point, uh, supposedly he had looked over to Michael Jordan and was like, Oh, what do I like? What do I say? What do I do? Like, what do I say? And they're like, say your say your Tiger Woods. Like, however they worded it. Like, that's all he needs to say. Just say your name, basically, and then they'll do whatever you want. And once he got a hold, once he really realized that power that he had, he was like, oh, okay. He got real, real happy with it. So, but it's, it's, it should be that though. This should be that. Like, if yeah. you're Tiger Woods, you're Michael Jordan. I mean, to be expected. Like, I, to be like, expected. ain't no reason for Tiger Woods to be walking up talking about, hey, girl, what's your sign? Like, nigga, I'm Tiger Woods. What's up? That's Can I it. have your number? Not no. even want your number. Come back to no. the crib. You know Don't what time either. it is. I am, I am summoning you. You you go. You go yeah. to the room. You hey, talk to me. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, I don't want these, I don't want these hoes talking to me in part. Talk to my manager. Yeah. You talk to my manager. He knows what I like. He knows what's what's up. He'll talk to you. Don't talk to me directly. When I get to the hotel room, whatever I like will be there. If my manager says you will go, you will go. If not, then move it along. But I ain't I ain't here trying to like Tiger Woods was a wild boy, man. Yeah, I hear these these women out here thinking that he was in love with them. Are you crazy? 
Because he was a good guy, he was all quiet and did it. What, what was he saying to these women to make them think I that they you. were the one? Uh, the hostess you. I met at Vegas, you're the one, mind you. What about the girl from Perkins? Wait, 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 Side note, I want to know how much money Michael Jordan lost to Tiger Woods playing golf. I would, I wish we'd have got some of that because I know that Michael Jordan challenged him to golf at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know Michael Jordan's yeah. a degenerate gambler and better. I'm sure he know like, after probably the first hundred times he lost, he probably quit. But I'm sure, like, the first three or four times he probably thought he could get Tiger. He used to go out in Tahoe all the time. Doesn't he have yeah. the, the tournament? He has his own tournament in Tahoe, Michael Jordan. I don't know. Of course, in Charlotte. Yeah, there's there's somewhere in Florida. He has in Florida. Uh, Vegas, but yes, the Perkins girl. So I was watching this documentary with my wife, right? And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, the, I was like, really, Tiger? Like, you were this nasty? You were this horny that you have to? You can't keep your eyes off the Perkins waitress? She's not even bad, dog. Like, I was so confused, man. Like he's talking about they couldn't even make it into the house. Like there was an alleged. Tampon that was discarded. That shit was foul. As evidence, paparazzi collecting evidence. Yeah, where's that at? What? What lab did they process it in? Like, what the fuck was that about? (laughs) What did they do with this? (laughs) CSI shit. Like, hey, we gonna I just test this. What is this? (laughs) Tiger might have really had a disease. Like, I usually laugh at the whole sex addict thing. He might have had a problem. Like, because the the Perkins chick, she wasn't popping. And that was the Perkins that he took his wife to. Like, that's, that's their the spot. Wilder part that is sick. It's like, I can sick. see you. <laughs> I can see your eyeball this, this, I mean, this woman. I mean, he was bringing this like, girl to the house. He was bringing multiple women to the house. That's a whole nother level of disrespect. And, and this is where I'm saying, I feel like his wife had to know, right? You know what I'm saying? I guess until we got too close to home. And that's not even getting to the, the other woman, the, the duck-faced lady. Oh yeah, ten years. Ten years, a whole decade. And she, she wasn't bad either, Tiger. Like, what are you? Dog? Yeah, man, Tiger's got a type, man. He likes what he likes. He likes what he likes. But like, even okay, even with that, we don't we don't need to, to stick on the women too long. But even with that, um, I was watching it, and he they were talking about how he went. He you know he had to deal with all this. He was going through the divorce. He took some time off from golf, and then he came back. And like while I was watching, I was like, okay, well, here's the part where he starts losing. Because I know there's a point in his career where he starts to mm-hmm. lose a lot. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and I was like, wait a second, he won? Wait, he did all this winning after this stuff happened? And that goes back to what his dad was talking to him about. Like, hey, block all that stuff out. All this stuff doesn't matter. This noise doesn't matter. Whatever's going off off the field doesn't matter. Your goal, focus on golf, and that's it. And that just kind of goes to show how he can just car car. Uh, car- Jesus, what am I trying to say? Compartmentalize. There it is, right there. How he can just like do that with golf. Like his whole, his entire world off of the golf course is falling apart. He's losing endorsements. He's losing his family. He's losing money. But he gets on that golf course. That's all it is. It's just you and the tee. And he's just, I didn't realize he, wo- I didn't realize he won so much so fast after that like he immediately won that's what's 
great about Tiger Woods. He's like, you can't stop him. <laughs> you just can't. Nothing no. can. There's Tiger. no way. Tiger. I remember Tiger. all that happened. Like, I remember the Oprah interview from like before everything happened. I, re- I remember when the whole scandal happened and waiting to see, you know, what it was going to happen with his wife, what the wife was going to say. Da-da-da-da-da. That woman has never spoken to nobody. Oh, and gone. these tabloids were out there saying all these things and dragging her name to the mud. She's never spoken to nobody. Like, no no big interview or nothing. I mean, somebody could correct me if I'm wrong, but to my knowledge, she never has. So I think that's that's something worth pointing out. One thing that I took away from this one as well, and it makes sense because of the time error, it reminds me with the whole paparazzi and the this and the that and all the pressures, it reminded me of, um, I kind of got the same feel for him that I did when I was watching the Britney Spears documentary like feeling bad for them and just understanding, especially the way the tabloids and everything was in that era. Like you had zero room for any type of anything. Like you couldn't do, you couldn't, you can stutter on camera. Like you couldn't do nothing wrong, um, especially with him and the pressures that he had. So just having that same kind of, uh, that same feeling there. Cause I'm like, man, Meanwhile, we elected a guy into the White House that was talking about grab the woman by the you know what and all this shit. It just is it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing to see the night and day change in media. But that's my that's my take. Yeah. So definitely if you haven't watched it, go check it out. Uh we love y'all's opinions on it. Definitely hit us up. Uh you know where to find us. Definitely subscribe to the podcast, drop a review, leave a comment. Um yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up on that note. Definitely check out the Tiger Doc. Um, y'all got any shout outs? Uh, don't compare anybody to Tiger Woods. I saw a YouTube video. I didn't watch it, but it was like Bubba Wallace is the Tiger Woods of NASCAR. Bubba Wallace ain't one shit. So, no, he is not <laughs> the Tiger Woods of NASCAR. <laughs> Nigga, win something. You might be able to say like Lewis Hamilton. Win, Lewis Hamilton is for F1. Be the best in your arena, in your area of expertise, and then you can be the Tiger Woods or whatever the fuck you're doing. But until you win something, Bubba Wallace, like, I get the whole news thing, like, whatever, whatever, but you ain't did shit. And it's too late. It is too late for Bubba Wallace to be the Tiger Woods of NASCAR because Tiger Woods came in and dominated immediately. You've been racing for five years at least, and you ain't won shit. So you're the Bubba Wallace of NASCAR. And that's not great. Mm. Well, I'm going to use my shout out time to pass it to L. So, because I know you had something you wanted to talk about. So, I'm going to pass it. Thank you. Uh, You know where I I was going. No, that's okay. We're ending on the rant. And this is exactly where I belong. Listen, to everybody who has something to say about uh, my. I don't even know how to describe her. You already know Jennifer Lopez, okay? Basically, my fake aunt. That's my tia. That's my cousin. That's my sister. The point of the matter is, I'm going to need you guys to back up off of her, give her time, give her her space to figure out and reassess what she wants to do in her relationships, for this engagement and X, Y, and Z, okay? And... I'm going to need for people to stop trying to throw in her face the fact that she's had 
seven public relationships and remember the fact that she has been in the industry since the early 90s okay and she can date and fuck and suck whoever the hell she wants because i don't hear anybody saying oh i'm going there because i don't hear anybody i'm just saying i don't think j-lo does that because j-lo is an angel j-lo is a christian but the point of the matter is um i don't hear anybody talking about women of A-Rod's past. I don't hear anybody talking about women of Ben Affleck's past, because he has the best track record. Um, and any other male artist that's in the industry, be it acting, um, stealing vocals. <laughs> Jill's vocals have gotten better over the years with her coach. But the point of the <laughs> The point of the matter is, um, this is a private matter, so leave it be. And stop dragging in, bringing in old shit, talking about Diddy, talking about Mark Anthony, talking about everybody else. Like, you guys don't have a past. Most of y'all already fucked more than seven people. And that's not me shaming. That's just me saying, leave Jennifer Lopez alone. That's it. Like did not know we had a Jennifer Lopez stand on the podcast, but oh yeah, nah, you know how uh, you figure now? Nah, I'm Puerto Rican from New York. Let's not go there. You're from Orlando, Florida, but um, yeah, Jose Canseco <laughs> was Jose Canseco was calling out a Rod. He was like, "Yeah, stop cheating on Jennifer Lopez." So there are there are people out here advocating against a Rod. A Rod's a piece of shit. Well, because a Rod is Dominican, so that's, that's and exactly, I can say that because I, I am half Dominican. The so that's exactly. record oh, yeah. yeah, it is. It's kind of like uh, drinking water or something like that. But anywho, um, <laughs> shout out to everybody on the podcast. Uh, appreciate y'all coming through, checking us out. I'm too lazy to do my shout out list. I need to update it. But um, yeah, definitely uh, share with your friends. Uh, if you if you feel like donating your stimmy, you can uh, DM me for my cash app, and I will spend it better than you. This is KTSC Ev. We out. Shout out to the secret listeners out there. Uh, peace. He did it again. Why did he do this? He just exits out of it. Doesn't it? Mr. Shreem, it just keeps going. It's so funny.